Hey, you ever been to Chancellor Park? That's where I live. My name is Tabin Dillard, and I live in a trailer park called Chancellor Park, and I mow lawns. I'd like to introduce you to my town. I've been making YouTube's videos since about 2006, and then I've transitioned over to other platforms like the TikToks and the whatnot. But here on this podcast, I'd like to clue you into what's going on with me here lately. And this is like a pre-introduction. Now I'm going to send it off to myself for the real introduction. I'm glad you joined me. Bink, bink. Well, welcome to the Tabin Dillard Podcast, y'all guys. This is Tabin Dillard. That's my name. It's season one of the podcast. Because in podcasts have different seasons. You know, kind of like fall, winter, spring, summer, or like softball seasons, or they're all kind of seasons. So this is season one when it comes to this podcast, episode nine. If it, you ain't heard the other ones, I say go back. You know, we wait here for you. Go back and listen to them the first eight. Uh, it's a podcast. I, I'm Olance. I live in Chancellor Park. A uh, lot going on in town. Kind of, kind of walking you through softball season, you know, here lately. And if you're just joining me, uh, welcome. You know, I'm glad you're here. I play for Bud's Burger Shed. That's our softball team. And we, on what you might call a tear, like we ain't lost our last three games. We ain't won them all, but we won two of them. And we tied one of them, so we got momentum. And that's a big deal in sports, in the athletic arena. I guess in life in general. I mean, if you got the momentum, you feel like you, you know, you moving the right direction and you got a little help. Once you got momentum, it's like, you ain't even have to sprint full speed because momentum's with you or something. I don't know. I ain't done a math on that. We got Myron Curtis back, who's been recovering from self-dentistry uh, injury that he performed on himself last week at the concession stand before the game. Uh, I won't get into all that, but you can listen to episode nine figure out how a jawbreaker and superglue really made a mess at the old softball fields last week. But I hope you buckled up for this episode of the podcast. And podcast is like a radio show. <clears throat> it's like a, something you listen to with your ears. Uh, just so we all on the same page and you thinking, when's the video going to turn on? That ain't what this is. The, the video part, That this is the hearing part. This is the audio. That's the part this podcast is. That's what podcast is. Clear as mud. Uh, I hope it is. So I feel like just last week I was singing the praises of Brody Childress. He on our team. He's been showing up on time. For our games at the city fields, well, I guess he was more interested because we was winning. You know, I figured, oh, he's he's starting to show up on time because we winning games now, and you know, people get motivated by winning. And turns out, I do believe I was right about that. Why, Tavin? Why do you say such a thing about Brody Childress? Well, because we tied last week, and this week he showed up, but he wasn't dressed to play. What he did, he parked his sister-in-law's Dodge Neon, I think it's like a 2008, something like that, in the parking lot just over the right field fence under the lights, and he's taking pictures of it because she want to sell it. So Brody's still in his work clothes. Like, you he might as well not even know he on a softball team. You wouldn't know it. He's out there under the lights taking pictures of this Dodge uh, Neon, I guess, to sell. I don't know if he's getting some commission from his sister-in-law or just doing it because it's family, but he's... He's doing that. You can tell he came right from work and drove that over there and had some sort of idea, knew to, that the, the field lights would be on, you know. And so he's doing that. And I don't know if you got a good idea of our field, but there are three softball fields at what you might call like our town complex. And we've been on field three every game of the season. That's pretty much where we play softball on that same field. And, well, just beyond our center field wall, that's like a pretty big grassy area. Think of it like a fenced-in yard 
and the reason they sectioned it off, I think, and fenced it in is so folks don't park in the grass. You know, a lot of folks in town, they park their car in their own front yard, so it ain't going to be nothing for them to park on the grass in the city fields. It's the way I think the city look at it, at least like that away. So they got that fenced-in area, and that grassy, grassy area right there, it had them hay bales where Chet Dilroy trains them junior orchards, uh, doing the bow and arrows, you know, they do that stuff. And then in that fenced-in area, it bleeds a little bit behind the left field fence, but then there's some parking over there on that side too. But then the right field fence, that's where Brody was because it's parking lot. It's extra parking lot out there on that side. So I guess the easiest way to explain it is that one left is parking, the middle is the grass with a fence, and on the right side is where Brody Childress is uh, under the light with that Dodge Neon. The other team hit one home run tonight. Count them, one. If the other team only has one home run in adult softball league, you, you feel like you got a pretty good chance to win that game, right? Well, I'll, I'll tell you the details here in a minute, but uh, the bad news for Brody is that he was out there trying to get that car ready for sale when their homer sailed over the outfield fence and landed on the back windshield of that Dodge Neon. It just shattered that thing. Like, it didn't shatter like glass sprayed everywhere. The, the glass stayed where it was, but it spiderwebbed out that whole back window. So Brody was hot. But, and, and I'm thinking, hey, you don't want to park the car there, Brody. You know, everybody at the field knows you park anywhere under there, you know, on the other side of the outfield fence, you at your own risk. Same uh, even behind home plate. If you park back where people can foul them off in the parking lot, that's on you. Myron Curtis yells from the outfield, slash that price kind of thing. Brody yells, shut your face, Myron, you know, kind of like that. Myron shrugs and says, you should have waited till after the game. You got a team over here that needs a center fielder. Because we was playing with two outfielders. Brody was gone. We ain't got no subs on our team. It's like everybody shows up and we got a full team or somebody don't show up and we playing down a man. So we was playing down a man tonight and it wasn't like we didn't know where our outfielder was, but he's busy doing, uh, you know, uh, auto sales, you know, in the parking lot. And uh, it didn't take long for him to regret doing that, you know, because that back window was just, you can't see out of that. You know, you can't look out of that kind of thing. Third inning, I was up, though, and I hit a sharp single straight down right off home plate it bounced so high it's like a pop fly but it ain't a pop fly because it already hit the ground i was off to the races just tearing down that first baseline pete rosed it head first slide right into first base safe they throwed it way over first base i got automatic second i could have kept running and pete rose it into second but i thought i ain't gonna be like that I ain't gonna showboat you know they give you second they just hand it to you if they throw it that far off the off the field like that away so i just stroll over there and i now i'm on second base then I got stranded and it is one one nothing till the fourth inning. You know, they had that one home run that that uh, landed on Dodge Neon. I seen Kevin Rickert walking to the concession stand, and I guess he was trying to pawn off some of that all-natural organic gummy bears to them because Bud already passed on those. He's trying to get Bud uh, down to Burger Shed to put them gummy bears in milkshakes, and, you know, and he's going to give them a good deal on those gummy bears because nobody want to buy them things. They don't taste good, organic, all-natural harvested in their own habitat uh kevin can't barely give those things away but he's a businessman so he's trying to minimize the losses as they say he had quite a situation down there at the grocery store today though uh, and i ain't run the numbers but i think somewhere in the 80 percentile of all the chaos that goes on down at rickard's grocery store is caused by delma spencer or one of her offspring so today I know Kevin was having a rough day. I know that because I've been in town. I live in town. You know how folks' day went when you were around them a lot. And they had to cone off the ice cream aisle at Rickard's Grocery Store. Well, why? 
because somebody throwed up in a freezer. You heard me right. Not just in the aisle, although some ended up there, but like the freezer doors open. You know where you pull out a gallon of ice cream or a box of fudge sickles, that kind of thing? They throw it up in there. You know that ice cream section. Maybe ice cream sandwich, drumstick, cream sickles, all kinds of things like that. But they stay frozen behind them doors in the freezer section. But you open that door to get the ice cream out that you want, and then the door shut. That's how them doors work. So you probably thinking, well, Tavin, I imagine is one of Delma's kids that throwed up. And usually I'd agree with you if I didn't already know the story. Kevin Rickert throwed up in his own freezer section. I know. It's gross. It's surprising. Turns out what happened was that he found a bunch of teeth in the freezer section, like teeth from somebody's head teeth, that kind of teeth. It's like a regular Hardy Boy Sherlock Holmes mystery kind of thing. Well, the throat up come quick. And I think Tevin was re... re well, that throat up came quick. I think Kevin was like restocking, you know, in the freezer section. He reached down on the bottom of the shelf and there's a heaping handful of teeth kind of scattered down there. Some still had a little bit of gums on it. There's froze blood on a few. So you can imagine how grossed out. I'm getting grossed out just telling y'all this, guys. But he had to be so grossed out, Kevin was. And his reflex was just to throw it up. And so he did. And I can't say I blame him. I can't say I wouldn't have done the same thing, reaching down the freezer section, finding a handful of human teeth. So they combed off the aisle, and Kevin's hunched over. And he, he thought, boy, I got to get up here. And, and his first, first choice was to find Delma Spencer. And she's in the store already anyway. He found her and he said, Delma, you know, you know anything about them teeth in the freezer section? And she looked back, no hesitation, and said, yeah, them's my baby's teeth. That's what she said to him like that away. She said, yeah, them's my baby's teeth. Now, Delma's babies range from pretty newborn that ain't got no teeth yet to like seven years old, I think. And she got a stepson who's probably about 12 now. And he, I don't know if he's losing many more teeth at this point. But anyways, they could, who knows how long them teeth been there. They could have been his 10-year-old teeth, you know, from two years back. So Kevin asked her, whose teeth, Delma, are they? She says, them's my kiddos. And Kevin says, well, why, why in the world? And she said, I just told them to toss their teeth in that freezer so the tooth fairy can get them. There ain't no tooth fairy in that freezer. Kevin hollered back at her like that way. Well, I ain't got no money to give them, so I just figured maybe they'd get free ice cream. That's Delma's, like, mentality. That's what she's thinking now. Well, that's got to be the craziest thing Kevin ever heard. It's the craziest thing I ever heard. And I thought, there's no way Kevin going to stand for this, you know. Stick it to her, Kevin. She can't be dropping teeth in the freezer section in little piles of frozen blood. That ain't right on so many levels. Now, he did say that she can't throw them baby teeth in the freezer section no more. He did say it, and I'm sure he never thought that sentence had ever come out of his mouth, but it had to be said because if Delma didn't hear it, She'd keep doing it. So Kevin handed her like a baggie full of her own kid's teeth. I guess I, he gave her the baggie for free too. You know, he went out of his way just to, you know, whatever he can do to get rid of them teeth out of that section, you know, and get it back to like a respectable frozen food ice cream section. Then though, and this is where I'm trying to make sense of it all, Russell Tucker said he seen Kevin outside the store handing Delma two gallons of ice cream. I think it's Rocky Road and maybe some sort of like sherbet, like a rainbow sherbet or some of the, one of them fruit flavors. Like she kind of got the fruit flavor and, and, and then the chocolate or whatever. But I'm thinking, wait a minute, did this really work out for Delma? I mean, she bringing home two gallons. Is she just going to open the front door and say, hey, kiddos, the tooth fairy came? 
Because them kids can't keep throwing their teeth in there. Kevin's got to know that throw up in the freezer section is bad for business. So the way I'm thinking about it, but the best I can tell, Kevin just paid her off. That's what I'm thinking. Like, hey, Delma, here's some ice cream. Don't leave no teeth in here ever again. It was that, or maybe he said don't ever come back into the store. So she had to wait like outside, out front, while Kevin brought her the ice cream, and she paid for it. But Russell didn't say uh, that she's giving him any money, so I don't know. I doubt that that was the deal. It's probably the other one where she, where she just got paid off with a couple gallons or something. But then it's like you don't want that word to get out. You don't want people to start tossing teeth in the frozen ice cream section so that they get free gallons of ice cream. So I just hope Kevin thought that through. So anyhow, I see Kevin over there at the concession stand. I kind of snap out of it. I sure hope he don't throw up by the concession stand. They just painted that thing. It's basically brand new since the fire. I don't guess there's a pile of bloody teeth over there, though. So he probably good. He ain't going to throw up. That seemed to be what triggered his gut, you know. And like I said, I don't I don't blame him for that. So here we are in the fourth inning. Morton Dwydell's up to bat. He had a long single. And by a long single, I mean to the wall. It bounced, hits the wall, even rose a little bit. But here's the deal with Mort. If he don't clear that fence, all he's going to get is a single. That's just how it's going to be. He got short little legs, and they ain't going to move fast. He ain't going to try to make him move fast. He's already, you know, he ain't about to run. That ain't his strength. He'll make it to first on a blast like that, but I ain't never seen more leg out more than a single. He hits dingers. So that's why we got him anyway. And after him, though, next was Myron. He took a pitch right off his shoulder. He's been hit by a couple pitches over the last couple of weeks. Slow pitch, so it shouldn't hurt him, but that ain't going to stop Myron from putting on a little bit of a show after he get hit. So now we got runners on first and second. Who's up to bat? I'm up to bat. I'm a lefty, and they think I'm going to pull the ball. They just ready for me to pull the ball. They got the shift on. Well, I don't pull the ball. I make contact, and that thing hits third base inside the bag and just pinball into the infield. Shortstop, third baseman after it. They keystone copping it, just like converging on it all at the same time. Kind of bank, bank, what's about to go down kind of thing. And, you know, in the middle of that chaos, boy, I thrive, buddy. I thrive when they, when they like, you got it, I got it, me got it. Like, they didn't expect that ball to hit the inside of that third base bag, and then they didn't expect it to bounce inside like that away. So now they scrambling, like, ding, 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 ding. It's just like a circus out there. They running here and there and to and fro. Well, Mort, he's trying to get from second to third. And think about Mort, like I said, you know, he, he, ain't, he ain't trying to move fast on the base, pa base pass kind of thing. His feet don't never leave the ground. I mean, Mort shuffles when he walks. So when he's running, he's just kind of just sliding that dirt under his feet, like I'm going to get there eventually kind of thing. And he walks, but the shortstop was laying down, reaching for the ball, right in the base pass. So Mort got a decision to make. You can imagine shortstop laying down, trying to reach for that ball that's like scurrying away from him. And Mort's little shuffle meets this uh, shortstop and Mort had to get around him somehow so he jumped I could not believe it Mort caught a little bit of air and you know the old saying you know what goes up well Mort came down and it was not pretty but he did stick to landing it was kind of wobbly but when he hit the ground he hurt his back and but he's still on his feet so Anytime Mort has to move remotely fast, you're kind of rooting for no injury. You know how it is. You get a certain age, you're like, okay, just just don't get injured, you know, and then that, that's your win for the day. Well, like a toddler taking his first steps, we all kind of rooting for Mort after he, he get back on, you know, he's landed on his feet from that jump. But he is focused, and he knows how we've been on a tear. You can't be 2-4-1 in adult softball league without a little blood, sweat, tears, and possible slip disc in the back. 
And that's what we is. We two we won two games now. We lost four. That was a rough start. And we tied one. So Mort's rounding third like a three-legged pony. It ain't pretty, but he's moving forward. Well, the shortstop's finally crawled to the ball, but he ain't getting a throw-off from his knees. Mort scores on what I'm calling like an infield single. JT Whitlow, Myron Curtis went back-to-back in the seventh inning. JT hit a home run. Myron hit a home run. Myron's ball cleared the fence just barely, but you know which side it cleared? Right field. You know it's parked just over the right field wall? You guessed it, a Dodge Neon that Brody Childers is trying to sell for his sister-in-law. And that ball hit the pavement, and it bounced up and hit the bumper of that Dodge Neon. And Brody yelled at Myron, you know, hey, what do you think you're doing kind of thing. Like, Brody's still around there, just kind of, he'd been pacing around that Dodge Neon for a few innings, like trying to solve the problem. But you don't magically just repair a broken windshield. Either you dropping that price moving that car, going to go get the windshield fixed or something. But just to pace around it like a panther, I don't know what, what the goal was there. But he's yelling at Myron, and Myron's, you know, rounding the bases, doing his home run trot, and he just hollered back at him, you had like five innings to move that thing. You know, after a while, at some point, Brody got to know, hey, he didn't knock the engine out of that car. Move it. I mean, we hitting dingers tonight. We, we, we moving along. We a team with momentum. You know when the last time we lost was? About a month ago now. I mean, we had three weeks of steady not losing. Two wins, one tie. Myron Curtis, JT Whitlow just went back-to-back in the seventh inning. The thing is, we won this game 5-3. to three. So I am guessing now that Brody's going to want to play next week because my theory is he likes to be on teams that are winning. Well, we won, Brody. So move that car, get it sold, slash the price, Come on back. We need a center fielder. So we'll let him. You know, we'll let him come back. We need another guy. He knows that. Plus, it didn't really go for him well for him to skip a game. I don't know what he's going to tell his sister-in-law, but a Dodge Neon with a busted back window is going to be pretty hard sales the way I look at it. So we got another week. You know, that's so that makes it, if you're doing the math, that makes it three wins, four losses, and one tie. And it's been wild last few weeks from the concession stand burning down to getting the new concession stand now. And now the new concession stand's painted. And Kevin Rickert was over there. I don't. I, I saw um, Mary Beth Tucker. She's working the concession stand. And I, I saw her shaking her head no. And Kevin just mad. He was tossing, just throwing these uh, organic gummy bears just right down in the trash can. Because I think part of it is even little kids' word got out. They don't taste good, and I think some of them gave them upset stomach, you know, tear your guts up a little bit, you know, like when Mort gets too much dairy. Um, and so I think I think Kevin's just going to have to eat his losses on that today. But then giving away two gallons of ice cream, that's on you. I mean, I don't think you need to reward somebody for using your ice cream freezer as a tooth fairy. But anyhow, that's how it went today. Buzz Burger Shed, we a team of winners. We a team of three, fours, and ones. And heading into the heading into the brisk fall season. I mean, we in it now. I want y'all guys to know, you know, we got the, of course we got Burger Shed hat now, the Bud's Burger Shed hats, but we also got them hoodies. And if you want if you want any of that stuff, there's a link in the show notes and you use code BINKBINK, B-I-N-K, B-I-N-K, it'll get you 10% off. So if you're interested in that, and uh, I, I appreciate you listening to this podcast. I also want you to know that if you rate it, that's that's a good way for me to know uh, 
keep going and what people are thinking you can leave a you can leave a comment on the itunes like a review and you can also just rate it you know at one out of five stars two out of five stars three out of five stars, four out of five five out, you know that's how the rating goes out like out of way and also i'll put a, a a link in the show notes for the old uh, personal greetings I do them all year long, but it seems around the holidays, folks want them more. You know, I wish you know, I wish your brother, your sister, your mama, and your daddy, your wife, your husband a, you know, happy Thanksgiving, happy birthday, uh, Merry Christmas. So, anyways, you can also text me 501-322-6249. Hey, you on a jog? You driving? You doing all kinds of things right now? I'm gonna put all this information in the show notes. So later, when you uh having a quiet moment you can just click the link in the show notes and then it'll take you to personal greeting burger shed hoodie hat you'll see the discount code for the hat and hoodie stuff you'll see my phone number if you want to send me a text message till next time though y'all guys if you ain't parked a dodge neon over the right field fence and got your back window busted out you're having a pretty good night thanks for tuning in we'll see you later <laughs>